in our culture as African-Americans dating back to slavery, we're very communal. We stick mm-hmm. together, we look out for each other. And the second part is because it's not enough of us who do it, mm. it's fear. Fear gets in the way. We don't know anybody who's done it successfully. And I'm hoping that by me doing it, somebody else may be like, you know what? I think I might be willing to take that chance because Tamika did it. She survived it. Mm -hmm. I can't. It's just communal, one, and two, the lack of exposure. Okay, welcome to Gail and Tia's Adventures. I am Tia Price. Hey, everybody, I'm Gail Brown. And this is a podcast about our life adventures, and we love to bring our friends along. So, Gail, how has your week been going? A little busy, but I won't complain. Won't complain. You know, a couple weeks ago, I just got back from vacation. It was really a couple weeks ago, but it seems like months ago. Where did you go again? We went to Cancun and spent about a week there. It was just lovely to get away and just relax and you know, sit by the pool, let the water run through your toes, sand and all that. It was great. Yeah, I was sorry I couldn't make that vacation. I I think I just had a scheduling issue. But, you know, Mm -hmm. it made me think about the time we had that offer to go to London. And we were Mm going to see Grace Jones. I think we might have had an opportunity to go to Wimbledon. I mean, it was all of these things. Somebody just out of the blue offered us to just meet them in Europe and like fools, we didn't do it. We (laughs) declined. Why why was that? I mean, what what were your reasons? I know we talked about- You know what it was. It was money, but that really wasn't- No, that really wasn't a reason. You know, we could have swung it. And it was, I think we only had like 10 days. So I felt like I didn't have enough time to prepare, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which hindsight is always 20, 20. Yeah. I mean, what were we preparing? All you got to do is wash clothes and throw them in a a suitcase. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess I was worried, oh boy, you know, how am I going to tell my husband I'm going to Europe for the first time without him? (laughs) That was my thing. The holdback was my husband and it really was. I don't think he said I couldn't go or anything. I mean, it doesn't say you can't go. It was my own, oh, this probably isn't right. I'm jet setting with Gail. We have kids, they're in college. Oh, we're gonna spend this money on us. That's not right. It was these ridiculous thoughts that kept us from getting on a plane and jet set. I mean, when are we gonna see Grace Jones? Never. Never. We're never going to see her. I mean, that was our Where are we going to Wimbledon? We're not going to Wimbledon. We're not. Um, and so I don't up. know what possessed us. You know, I do. I, I think, know. again, we have fears about doing things that people may not agree with, or we're always trying to do the right thing for family or putting them first. That's what it is. Ourselves. We are always sacrificing for our families. And we to love. be quite honest, Gail, I don't think your husband or my husband even wants to go to Europe. I, I don't and, think and, they Which makes no sense. They don't even want to go. But I don't think they would want us to go without them. Right. And so, the thing is, we wouldn't have even invited them 
<laughs> no, they weren't invited. They were not invited. <laughs> so, you know, that's why I'm excited about the next guest you're going to introduce, because this is someone who not only went to Europe, but is exploring all different countries and, you know, moved to that location. And yeah. We're still here, but we, we, we follow her through Facebook or her posts and, and try to live vicariously. Mm-hmm. She does live an amazing life, and I am so pleased to welcome Tamika Stidham. She is an acquisitions professional by day, a curvy ho- curator by night, mm-hmm. and a world traveler in between. Welcome, wow. Tamika. Welcome, oh, welcome. Such a wonderful welcome. Thank you, thank you. We're so thank glad you. you're here. Yes, thank you for joining us. And I know you're in a different time zone, so I, I appreciate you making this time to talk to us a little bit about your experience and your story. Yeah, tell us where you are. Okay, now I'm located in Stuttgart, Germany. Okay. Wow. So I've been here since February of this year, February 2021, and I haven't looked back. And I know that you had mentioned previously to us that you had moved for a job opportunity, but that's still, I mean, a lot of us might not even think of even looking in another country for a job, much less taking that job. So mm-hmm. what inspired you to do that? Why did you choose to just up and uproot? And where are you originally from? Okay, so I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. And short and I went to college in, in Michigan, Eastern Michigan University. So shortly after graduation, I moved to DC and then started my professional career. And then here I am. And so I decided what made me think about this job actually is I work for a global company and I had a coworker who had just came back from here and she was Ooh. telling me how much she loved it. She was black like me. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? Like, you know, and she's single, like I'm single. And I was, I had even more questions like how's life? How's this? What did you do? Blah, blah, blah. And so she kind of made me, you know, really consider it. Like she showed me pictures from all of her world travels. So, and I love to travel. So that was a plus for me. Uh There's a financial incentive for it as well. And now that I'm here, I feel like it's the best kept secret. There's a lot of Americans over here. Um, There's a nice number. I can't say there's a lot of black people, but it's a nice number of us. I found my tribe and I'm trying it. Okay. So have you traveled a lot like growing up before you yeah no not really Mm -hmm. growing up my travel consisted of driving four hours from Cleveland to Jackson Michigan to visit my grandfather occasionally we would drive to Indiana to visit an auntie but and then I went down south to Tennessee twice for a family reunion that was the extent of my travels and so I always live vicariously through my friends who their families couldn't afford to travel because mine could not and I just thought traveling was a thing for rich people going there. Mm-hmm. I thought people who went to Disney World were filthy rich wow <laughs> yeah. well, that's kind of how I felt about people going to London recently <laughs> So when you talk about your traveling to different countries now, and I know you go different places, tell us a little bit about that. How do you 
get to these places. You know, you talked a little bit about money. How do you afford, you're there in Germany, so you're able to go different places, but how do you get this done? Okay. So what a lot of people don't know in the States, because I was one of them prior to moving here, is how cheap it is to travel within Europe. So mm. even though I'm, I've been to, I've counted, I think it's, I'm at eight countries since mm. I've been here. Even though I'm country hopping, country hopping in Europe is the equivalent to visiting several different states in the United States. It's pretty much the same. So you could get in your car and drive to the next state over, right? That's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. I've driven to France. I've drove to Switzerland. Switzerland is literally um, two and a half hours south of me. France is an hour and a half to the west of me. So they're very close. I'm thinking about driving to Austria next month. So I could get in my car and drive. So that's one way of saving. And all it is, is literally less than a tank of gas round trip. Oh my goodness. Another thing is airplane tickets are very cheap. So for example, I'm thinking about, I've been to Barcelona prior to moving here, but I'm thinking about going back because I found some round trip tickets for 80 euro which is probably like maybe $90 US dollars. And so that's pretty cheap. And Uh I found tickets to Milan for even cheaper than that. Like, you know, so, and for half the price actually round trip. So air travel is very cheap. And Uh then you can also get on a train. So it's just very cheap. It's just like traveling from state to state in the state. Uh Uh When we think of going to different countries, we're thinking of it from the perspective of going from the state to one of these expensive countries. But if you find you a really good flight deal to Europe and they have them, I've seen them all the time while I was back in the States for three and four hundred dollars. And once you're there, get on the train and explore so much. Wow. So how are you doing with like the language barrier and cultural differences? How are you navigating those? So there is a language barrier. So German is a very hard language to learn. I grew up learning Spanish. So I took about three or four years of Spanish. I can't remember. And even though I took Spanish for that long, I'm not even fluent in that, but I could recognize certain words when I hear it. And I most definitely can know enough to read simple stuff like a menu or like a sign that says bangles for bathroom or something like that. But German is a totally, or Deutsch, I should say, is a total different ball game. It's very difficult to learn. And so I've had my challenges. So I've just learned to point (laughs) at what I want or describe it. Or, you know, we have our wonderful cell phones that have Google Translate that you can either hold the camera up to something and read it, it'll translate it, or it'll even translate a live conversation. So I have to use that a lot. But the language barrier is a struggle. And so is the culture barrier, to be quite honest, because the area of Germany, I mean, they're kind of stiff. They're rule followers. They're just mm-hmm. by the books. So if you do anything outside of their norm, it's a problem. And of course, you know, Americans, we could just do things out of most people's norms, right? And so mm-hmm. I try not to be that ignorant American go <laughs> like my way is better. And I really try to learn their way, but some of them are impatient. Mm-hmm. And then some of them like, you know, will pretend like they don't know English. And then after they get tired of you butchering Deutsch, they be like, oh, okay, okay, let me... <laughs> 
<laughs> start talking. So there are some cultural differences, but then there are some who just very enamored with American culture. Like I just had dinner with a couple the other day. They have a newborn baby and they invited me to their home. I know them through a coworker and we have the best of times and they really love Americans. They love our culture and they just, you know, it's an exchange of information. So you have some people who kind of wish that we weren't here. Then you have some who just love us and want to know more. So it's a variety. Mm-hmm. So when you say us, do you mean us as Americans or us as Black Americans? Us as Americans. Okay. Um, I will say since I've been here, I mean, I look different, right? So (laughs) they know I'm not from here because I don't look like I'm German. However, I have not experienced racism or not even like discrimination or even just people just looking at me funny because I'm black because I don't think they really care. They just want to know if my money is spent and and if I follow their rules. So I will say that us as an Americans. Okay, interesting. So I want to go back a little bit Mm-hmm. Um, because I want to know how you were able to just pack up and move to a different country, like leaving your family behind. That had to take a lot of courage. It did. Yeah, and you have to also think you're talking to two people who couldn't go for three days. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we couldn't make it for three days. So, you know, that's amazing that you did that. It took a lot of mentally preparing myself of I can actually do this and talk it to friends but for me like oh my gosh what opportunity like just think about it somebody gave you an opportunity to move to a new place where they could your accommodations could be as nice if not nicer than where you're currently at mm-hmm. they're paying for it all mm-hmm. and you can see new places, try new things. And so I was thinking of it from that perspective. I also thought about it from the, I'm single. I'm not ashamed to say I've been celebrating being 40 all year long and I'm enjoying my 40th year. Mm -hmm. But I also didn't imagine being single for these 40 years, right? Or being without children. So I was like, well, and it's, I desire those things, but I was like, well, I don't have it. So let me just live life and just do what I enjoy. And if God brings it to me while I'm there or wherever, Mm -hmm. it just happens that way. So, yeah, I just decided, I mean, just when I started thinking about that, I started talking to my family. I had to prepare my mom early. She's the only naysayer. (laughs) And I had been talking to her and prepping her and prepping her and I was like, what do I have to lose? Like the worst case scenario, I could always come back home. From being from Ohio, going to school in Michigan or coming from Michigan all the way to Maryland. Then I quit my good government job and moved to Texas and (laughs) stuff didn't work out in Texas. I moved back. So I'm no stranger to moving. Moving out the country was a way bigger step in process. But yeah, I mean, I was open for up to the challenge and I was like, Worst case scenario, I'll be back in three years. Let me ask, I know a lot of, I'm going to just leave limited to Black women, let's say. Don't necessarily take that kind of risk. I'm not saying other people don't, but this is the who we're talking about right now. But don't take that risk. Why do you think we kind of stay close to home? I, we explained how even Gail and I had some hesitancy 
about going over there? I mean, there's some fears of how am I going to be received or am I going to be able to deal with the language? So I don't hear often Black people moving willingly for just a job or for the experience. Why do you think that is? I think it's because we're very communal. I just think about with my own family, uh, my sister, she's, I'm the youngest of the family and my sister's the oldest. And I'll never forget when she left home to, she graduated from the Ohio State University. She makes sure I put the V in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I came home and was making a measly $8 an hour, like some years ago. So she decided to go to grad school in Maryland. And I remember my grandparents being livid that she was going to like, why can't you go to school here? Why would you leave your mother? Why would you do this? And I just think just, I mean, it's just in our culture as African-Americans dating back to slavery, we're very communal. We stick Mm -hmm. together we look out for each other so I think that's like the first part and the second part is because it's not enough of us who do it Mm. it's fear fear gets in the way we don't know anybody who's done it successfully and I'm hoping that by me doing it somebody else may be like you know what I think I might be willing to take that chance because Tamika did it she survived it Mm -hmm. I can't it's just communal one and two the lack of exposure we just don't have a lot of it Right. So have you made, you mentioned a small community of people there that are Black, but it sounds like you have an expansive network, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you talked about going to someone's home recently and talking to them. Have you been able to formulate a family atmosphere or a group that you feel comfortable with there? And even with your traveling, do you travel alone or with a group? So I haven't traveled alone yet. That is one thing I desire to do. I just haven't been able to bring myself to do it, but hopefully I'll get the courage to do that. But yes, it's very communal, one within the American community here. They're all we have, right? You know, so I know a lot of different Americans of all races. And I won't say that we're just all super duper close, but we try to be there for each other, mm-hmm. answer questions, have, you know, a little online community as well. But then within that, I'm me being the social person that I am. I'm cool with my coworkers who most of them are Caucasians. And then I sought out my own black girl tribe. And not that I don't have white friends that I made friends with, but you know, like my sister girls, those who I could relate to, who could relate to me, we listen to the same music, have the same values and a lot of similarities, issues with hair. I've been trying to find a hairdresser, that type of deal. And mm-hmm. so I found my little black tribe from searching online. I remember when I was first moving here, I was looking at the different moving to Stuttgart groups and I saw a couple of black girls posted that they had moved here to have questions. And I inboxed them. Mm. I said, hey, I'm moving here too. Where you get your hair done at? <laughs> <laughs> And it kind of started from there. And, you know, I introduced myself and then being here, you have to be open. So I would say back in the States, the core of my friend group are, we're all within the same age range. Whereas here you can't be like that. So I have some 15 years younger than me where I'm like a big sister to them, but they're still a friend. I have some that's 20, 30 years older than me. And it teaches you to be more communal and to be intentional about the people who you have in your space. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. So Tamika, tell me about 
your favorite country or the favorite city you visited? And have you had any adventures in Europe? Oh, I've had plenty of <laughs> adventures. Um, I would say that my favorite so far in Europe, and I actually found it before I moved here, and that would be Greece, particularly Mykonos. Oh. I'm in love with Mykonos. It's a, you know, I think Greece have like over 20 something islands, maybe even more than that. And so I have a personal goal to visit at least 10 of them. Far I'm seven in. And so prior to moving here on one vacation, I was there for about eight or nine days. I went to Athens, Greece, and I mean, Athens, Mykonos, and Santorini. And that was just fabulous. I mean, we rented ATVs, we went beach hopping. had a great time the people just loved us and we brought our own photographer with us because the girl who planned the trip she has her own luxury concierge business and so she brought a photographer just for her business so she could have videos or whatever so it ended up being nice so people thought we were superstars they literally thought that we were american stars like who are these beautiful black women they just absolutely loved us but since being here this summer i went to Crete back in June, which is really, really nice. And then just not even a full week ago, or maybe a little over a week ago, I went to Corfu. And then from there, I did a little one-day cruise to the Paxi Islands of Greece, which is the Paxis and Antipaxis. So that was really, really nice. So I just love Greece. The water is beautiful and serene. The food is good. The people are friendly. It's very warm and inviting. And most of all, it is cheap. I'm telling you. And And I was thinking Greece would be really expensive for some reason. Oh, ma'am. It's very cheap. Yeah. And then if I may add just one more favorite, that's a Mm -hmm. close runner up, is the Champagne region of France. I saw your pictures. I saw your pictures. If I could have jumped in one of those pictures and sold <laughs> one of those bags of champagne. <laughs> Very nice. It's so much history. Like, you know, most of us have done a wine tour or wine tasting mm-hmm. and been to a vineyard, but champagne is a completely different ball game. Oh. It was just really nice learning. I just love historical stuff. So just mm-hmm. the history lessons in it all. So yeah, I really enjoyed that region. And you probably have heard that French people are rude and mean and nasty. And I quickly learned it's just those who are from Paris because all the other places in France, they're quite the opposite. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that is on my bucket list. My dream vacation is Paris, all of Italy, and like Barcelona. Well, come on and visit and maybe I could go to a couple of the spots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and the south of France. I mean, I just want to go. I just want to take a month and travel. And Greece. And Greece. Greece. <laughs> what a uh, yeah. So what, uh, since you've moved there, what lessons, life lessons have you learned so um, far? So far, I learned don't allow fear to get in the way. I almost turned down this opportunity because I moved in. I was offered the job in the height of the pandemic. And... I was like, I don't think I could go there. And I don't know if I would be able to go back home with so many unknowns at that time. And I almost allowed that to stop me. And Mm -hmm. 
I'm glad that I didn't. So sometimes you just got to see it through because if what's for you is for you and you have to see through the fear because you never know it's a big blessing on the other side. So I would say I learned that. And then also another lesson that I've learned was, well, is I'm trying to think, hmm. I would say just, you have to kind of be open. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of unknowns. It's a learning curve. And I think the lessons that I learned is stuff that I could take back to the States, just being open to trying new things. Mm-hmm. I know when I move back to the States, because this isn't a permanent thing, I want to visit the United States like I've been visiting all of Europe. You know, mm-hmm. I've been going somewhere every month. There are so many things, so many people focus on international travel where we have a lot of beautiful things right in our backyard. I've even gone somewhere just literally 20 minutes from my house here and just been amazed. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure if I go back to Cleveland, Ohio and just drove 30 minutes or an hour to a neighborhood I've never been to or back to the Maryland, D.C. area where I came from, it's a lot of stuff in our backyards that people don't even bother to do because maybe they're used to it or just mm-hmm. that time. So that's another big lesson. Just enjoy the beauty of where you are, wherever you are. Oh, that's wonderful. I really like that. Enjoy the beauty where you are or wherever you are. Yeah, that's true. Well, Tamika, you have another job <laughs> that's quite successful. Tell us about how you curate curvy hot things at night. Oh, yes. So Pretty Hot Designs, that's my baby. That's my online boutique. And it started off as an online plus size boutique because I am plus size. And it was hard to find things for me to wear. So I just started, I was like, you know what? I think I could do this and help other women. So, and that kind of morphed into it since I, and I still run it even from over here. I have um, my first employee working for me back in the States and she's the one who's responsible for milling out everything. But I kind of shifted from just plus size clothing to to shea butters. I sell a lot of Ankara accessories. I source things through small business owners that are women-owned, Black-owned. So mm-hmm. I have pair of sisters that I deal with that's in Ghana that I source a lot of my Ankara accessories from. I source a lot of my beading and brass and sterling silver jewelry from South Africa with a young lady who's, I think she just turned 30 and she has a very successful business there. And I take pride in knowing that not only am I supporting other Black women, but by supporting them, I'm supporting local villages and like with the raw materials. And it just a trickle down effect of positively affecting people who look like me, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's my business. I've been in business since 2017 and I'm enjoying it. Oh, yeah. And tell us, how can we find out information on your business? Is there a website or Instagram or something you want to share? Yeah. So you can find me at www.prettyhot, and that's H-A-U-T-E dot com. And I'm on Instagram at the same handle. And I'm also trying to start a travel and lifestyle blog painting with my Instagram. And that's at underscore hot, H-A-U-T-E, girl travels. Oh, I love that. Underscore hot girl travels. Mm -hmm. Great. That's fantastic. Well, I, Tamika, you've inspired me. I swear, we're going to get there. We are going to get there. We are going to travel Europe. We're going to have a great adventure in 
Guarantee is European adventure. <laughs> we are definitely going to do it. We're going to do it. You We're should gonna, do it. And listen, let me encourage you to. It is not expensive. I mean, I know it's easier said than done. Than done. I can't count other people's pockets. <laughs> the biggest hurdle is getting that plane ticket. Once you get it, I can help you with the rest because it's okay. really expensive. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we've traveled other places. It's just, and would probably end up spending the same amount of money. Or more even, probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. T and I went to Puerto Rico a couple of months ago. And, you know, our plane tickets were relatively expensive. I think we could probably get a flight to Paris for $600. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's about... Puerto Rico tickets cost. <laughs> so, and that was an inexpensive trip. I mean, we just decided to just go because of the mm-hmm. pandemic and we'd had it. And again, our husbands weren't trying to go anywhere at that point. And we just left them like we should have when we got our um, <laughs> offer to go to London. Right. <laughs> we clued in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we definitely want to make that trip. This is very exciting, very inspirational. And even having the second business and it's just amazing. You're doing wonderful things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. I hope to be an inspiration to others. Um, I hope my nieces and nephews are able to come and join me so they can see more of the world just so they won't be like me and think only rich people can do it. Exactly. Anybody can really. If you want mm-hmm. to see it, put your mind to it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> well, you've inspired us, Tamika. Thank you so much for being with us today. We enjoyed having you and listening to your stories and we will let you know when we get our tickets. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you all for joining us for another Gail and Tia's adventure. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.